Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by staff writer and part of our taste team, Mike Sutter. He's joining the show today to talk about the restaurant and boom on the Near East Side. Welcome back to the show, Mike. How are you doing? Oh, hey, I'm doing great. It was a, it was so much, um, it was so energizing to talk to people on the East Side. I bet I talked to 15 different restaurateurs around there and some people to get perspective from the sides. And I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to roll right into it if that's cool. That's perfectly fine with me. That. All right. I, I love this story of the Hackberry Market, which is a, a collection of uh, restaurant and food businesses right there at um, North Hackberry and East Houston Streets, because I kind of see this as a crucible for a lot of things, new things to happen. Now, don't get me wrong. It, don't say that you've discovered the Near East Side just because you went to the Magpie at Hackberry Market. You know, <laughs> all of the all of the places that have been there for decades or for years, they're going to tell you that you've fallen it. But that doesn't keep me from getting excited about this one place. Um, and it was started by real estate developer Lawrence Siderly, who has Zurich International Properties. And that sounds like this big screaming deal, right? Like it's this exotic thing. But he used to um, mow the grass and change light bulbs at this property that became Hackberry Market because his family has owned it for a long, long time. So he went in, you know, as an adult and said, I see potential here. So he signed on five restaurants. There's Truth Pizzeria. There's the Korean restaurant called Magpie. And there's um, an artisan butcher shop called the Farmer's Butcher. And there's a brewery called Black Laboratory Brewing. And they're, any day now, they're going to have a vegan bakery opening in that space. And um, I just thought, man, all of these places in one spot is a real draw. It's almost like a little tiny pearl or a little tiny south town in its own orbit right there. A lot. How did these restaurants and bars fare last year? Um, during, uh, did most of these open recently? Did they some of them during open to the pandemic? Can you tell me more about that aspect of it all? They almost to a shop opened during the pandemic. Magpie got in just under the wire and uh, opened um, soon enough that they that they got to enjoy a couple of months before the uh, before the hammer fell. Um, but for example, Black Laboratory Brewing they opened the Saturday before the Wednesday shutdown. Wow! So they had to adapt, and they did it by having these um, crowler cans. So they're like 750 milliliter cans, aluminum cans, that they have a machine that they can seal them on site. They can fill them with beer and seal them and sell them to you as packaged goods. So that's how they kind of stayed alive. And they got in early. The guy uh, over there, he said, um, I saw that this was coming. And so I went and I bought a pallet 
of crawlers. And he said, and I'm glad I did that because uh, afterward I couldn't find them anywhere. One that I keep rec- that what I recognize a lot is the Smoke Barbecue and Sky Bar, and I I know that one because I used to work at the Roots Chris at the Sunset location. God, this is this is history right here, man. <laughs> yes, with the crazy stairs that you had to walk the trays down. I still have nightmares about that. How on earth did you do that? I know what I know those staircases you're talking about. That's where Smoke moved in, right? Exactly. That's why I brought that up. I was like, Smoke used to be there, and then all of a sudden it's gone. And now it's Smoke Barbecue and Sky Bar, uh, one of the most popular spots in town. And I, I, I keep hearing about it everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I know they moved away from that spot. It's hard to maintain that much square footage. I always wondered, by the way, how a barbecue restaurant moved into a space that was that A, that grand and B, that big. But now that you tell me it was uh, that's where Ruth's Chris Steakhouse was, that makes complete sense. But I think that they uh, that they just felt like it was time to downsize and to change a little bit. So they found this great spot um, just up the, just up the neighborhood Mm -hmm. um, that they could put a bar on the rooftop. And I think that is what has uh, re-energized their business. Another one you brought up that I keep hearing about that I haven't made it out to is Charity Bar. Can you tell me more about that one? Yeah, it's uh, it's this sprawling complex. There's a couple of small houses, bungalow style houses that they've pieced together. This is David Malley and Ernest Bradley. Ernest Bradley used to run operations for Michael Sohaki, who has restaurant Gwendolyn and Kimura, mm. the, the ramen bar. Yeah. Well, Ernest used to kind of oversee all of Sohaki's restaurants. And then they, um, uh, he went on his own and does this ramen operation. They call it Kuria at Charity Bar. And it's some of the very best Japanese food and ramen in the city, just inside this bar with, there with David Malley. And Charity Bar started as a, um, well, and it still is. It's, Charity driven. I, it's, it's spelled cherry like C H E R R I T Y, but it's all about charity. They donate a, a portion of their proceeds to a, a different, um, charitable organization on a rotating basis. Um, but so they've got this bar area in one of the houses and lots of seating there. And then they've got another little house that's that's nothing but seating for um, the the ramen restaurant. But the rest of it is just this open patio and courtyards. And they had ping pong tables for a while. They bring in yoga classes. Um, they have live music. And it has capacity for 700 people across this space. And um, they told me they would love to be able to fill the capacity, which they're allowed to do now. But um, it would just overwhelm their staff. And like everybody, they're having a hard time uh, fully staffing the restaurant because uh, there's such a labor shortage right now. The owners of Charity Board, I think I noticed in the article, they're opening up another another joint, right? Pastiche, is that them? No, that's a, that's a bartender and uh, kind of, I, you know, I won't just say he's a bartender. I'm going to say that he's a cocktail savant. And that's Benjamin Crick, who had, when I first came to San Antonio, he was the bartender at Juniper Tar, which was a really interesting place. Can I stop you right there? Yes. uh Juniper Tar was my favorite. If I could open up a bar and make it look how I wanted to look, it was Juniper Tar. I loved it. The wooden chairs, the bar. 
it closed down. It was right on the corner, right by the Frost Building. Is that am I remembering yeah, correctly? Yeah, that's the one. And it was. It felt like walking into a different city, it a was, different time. It was so, and and I think the construction right there on uh, on Houston really did it a disservice. But man, was that one of my favorite spots? I love the its aesthetic of the way it looked. It it felt ahead of its time in San Antonio. Uh, well, I'm going to agree with you on that. A- ahead of its time and behind its time, because uh, uh, Benjamin Crick, when he when Juniper Tar shut down, uh, Benjamin open has now opened two bars. One of them is Jet Setter there next to Bohannon's downtown, which you what it used to be last word. That's right, and it's kind of got that speakeasy thing where you walk down into the basement. And uh, it's just a small space, really great drinks. And then he opened um, Pastiche over on the east side. And it's a, it's in an old bungalow. There's not a lot of business around it. It's, it's sort of like he almost moved into somebody's house. And he wants to evoke La Belle Epoque from the uh, European um, sort of cultural renaissance of the last century. And... Um, so it's it's got everything is vintage and um, he brings in uh, he's going to be bringing in like poets and um, and lounge singers, ingenues, that kind of thing. And just to create this in this whole environment um, in this uh, in this space on the east side. And I I think it's it's great to have that kind of ambition to do something completely different. Now, I, I do have to say that since everything we're going to talk about for a little while here is going to be pandemic related, he shut down pastiche and jet setter in January just to do a reset. So he's opened reopened jet setter and pastiche should be open again soon. Yeah. I, I'm glad to know that he opened something else. I, I love his style. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Juniper tar was one of those catalyst places for making something happen in the cocktail scene. Uh, much the way I feel about Hackberry Market is doing on the east side for restaurants. Well, I want to kind of move, switch gears to talk about you. And because this is such an in-depth article, I want to, how many people did you talk to? I talked to 15 people. How do you, are you a pen and paper guy? Do you walk around with like a recorder? How are you organizing yourself to kind of, are you writing the story as you go or do you gather everything first and then start writing? I'm super curious. I'm, I, I have reported two different ways. Say for example, when I did 365 days of tacos and I would be going to eight, eight or nine taquerias in one day. Cause that was the day they gave me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that there was no way I was going to remember everything once I left at the end of the day. So I wrote all of those articles sitting at the table with my laptop. So I would say, okay, they, they need this table back. So I need to be through with this piece in 20 minutes. So I'd write it and I'd get out and I'd go to the next place and write it. For a story like this, where I'm not having to worry about uh, freeing up a two top, um, I will gather, gather string is what it's called. And it's kind of a traditional way of doing it. You just gather string and gather string. And finally you knit something together. And rather than doing a tape recording, which just takes forever to transcribe, I think the formula people have said is that it takes four times as long to transcribe as it does to do the interview. (laughs) So there'd be no real practical way to do that. I've just trained my clumsy fingers to type as fast as they possibly can while I'm um, talking to someone. And uh, I, 
I'm going to do a, a plug for Apple here. I wish they'd give me a lifetime supply of AirPods for saying that, but just being able to put, put in these uh, AirPods and, and let my fingers free, that has made all the difference. I love that. And yeah, no, I just, I, it's so sprawling. It's a sprawling article, uh, super in-depth. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show, Mike. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, same here. And I, I hope we get to do it again soon. I wish we could have talked about hot dogs last week. Maybe, maybe we'll save that for another show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, like I said, I went to the Dogfather after I read that because I hadn't gone in so long. It, but yeah, definitely. I love uh, I love whenever your articles pop up. Um, hey, and speaking of that, coming up, I'm going to be doing um, the best of the Riverwalk. What? So we should talk then. I definitely. I used to be. A, I used to be a river rat myself. I, there I, we I, go. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> All righty. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure as always, Luis. Thanks for having me.